What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Plus Club for May, the show where we play the games offered to us on PlayStation Plus throughout the month. And at the end of the month, we talk about it. I'm Seth. I'm Chevy. And I'm Chris. I can't talk right now for some reason. I just got off work. But quick reminders that we are moving into a new month, June, and we have uh, Sonic, Mania, and Borland's Handsome Jack Collection, both are for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those and play those and come back at the end of June and talk to us about those. And uh, yeah, our game of the month also is Path of Exile. Random, no, not randomly picked. Chris picked that. Uh, intentionally picked. Intentionally picked. Uh, randomly picked. <laughs> Picked by Chris amongst the many, many games he was going to pick from in the first place. Uh, make sure to play that as well. We'll talk about that at the end of June for Game of the Month. We have Discord linked down below. Talk to us anytime, all time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you'd prefer to listen to us with those things on the side of your head, some call ears. Uh, yeah, so in May, we played Overcooked and What Remains of Edith Finch. On PlayStation Plus, we should probably start with Overcooked. I feel like there's a lot less to talk about there. So, in case you didn't get a chance to play Overcooked and you don't know what the fuck it looks like, check it out. I got a video up there for you, and I'm gonna tell you what Overcooked was because uh, it's gone forever now. Overcooked is a, um, I would say, almost mandatorily two to four person cooperative culinary puzzle game that you can also play by yourself, but you probably shouldn't. Um, couch co-op couch co-op no online multiplayer uh, game where you have to coordinate together in different kitchen scenarios that are crazy from earthquakes to being on a ship that's moving everything around constantly and you have to work together to cook certain meals in a certain amount of time do the fucking dishes and uh, just try to figure out how the fuck to navigate the kitchen as everything is going all over the place uh, we all played it mm-hmm so, I'm going to go first. Okay. Um, so, my impressions of Overcooked this month um, was mostly positive. Uh, admittedly, I started by myself to try it out. Uh, I was doing it during a stream, and I instantly kind of realized that this game, I really feel like, was made for multiplayer first, and then they put a single player in it, so people would have something to do if they didn't have friends or uh, didn't have people to play with at the time. Uh, it does not have online multiplayer, which was a huge disappointment because as soon as we announced this at the beginning of May, I was like, oh, cool. This will be a game that, uh, you know, we can play. The community can play with us. It'd be kind of cool to play this game. Instantly found out no fucking online multiplayer. I was like, that's not cool. So, uh, played single player. It's, you can do it. You can do it and it's, and it works. And, uh, you can even set the game up to be able to control multiple characters with one controller. You use, uh, individual sticks to move characters and the shoulder buttons to do all your tasks, which is ridiculous, but it's still cool. It's there. Um, yeah. So as soon as I played the single player, I realized I'm not experiencing what this game is supposed to be. So I decided to stop playing at about five, four or five levels in um, and wait till I could play with somebody. Um, and then once I played with you, me and you played for a little bit, um, we streamed it. Um, it's a lot better. It's it's literally what, when I was playing it by myself, I realized this is what the game is supposed to be. This is the game. Now I'm experiencing it. So I, f- I felt like it was, it was almost... Uh, I needed I needed to play it with somebody 
to get the full experience because my grade has changed so many times over this month with every experience of playing this game. Uh, things I like about it, I think the visual style is really cool. I think the premise is really neat. I actually think it's kind of a cool idea to uh, take something as simple as like working in a kitchen uh, with people and turning that into a cooperative experience while also adding puzzle-like uh, scenarios that make you have to think and be you know on your toes with everything that's happening. You'll start a, a level and it looks like a normal kitchen or does it every time you go start a new one you're like okay the sinks are over there the frying pans are over there what's the fucking trick here and then all of a sudden the whole room just splits in half and one half rises the other half doesn't um and then you're like oh that's the, that's what's up um but uh yeah the uh I, I like that as you play you unlock new uh cooks uh that are all ridiculous there's a cat dude who uh we kept making jokes about it not being very sanitary to have some furry dude fucking cooking cheeseburgers um some grumpy looking dude what was the other animal he was in a, a, wheelchair, in a wheelchair a raccoon in a wheelchair which i love <laughs> although i feel like he took up extra space in the fucking kitchen um and yeah there's there's a lot of really cool ideas there it's a really fun game um i think it's so important that that game gets some kind of online multiplayer i know overcooked 2 exists and i think it does have online multiplayer so i'm glad that they you know when they released this game heard the feedback enough that when they made the second one they worked on that because it is it is such a huge letdown in my opinion because this game is actually pretty fun um although playing this for a long period of time my brain started going numb because you get to a point in that game where you start kind of going off muscle memory it's kind of like when you play super meat boy and at first you're jumping here and here and here and you're looking at it visually and then eventually your thumbs start kind of taking over that muscle memory and you start kind of slightly correcting things and almost you're like you're almost only looking at it to confirm that you're making it other than that your body's just taking over same thing with this game eventually i'm just like okay that's the task and i'm just like doing my muscle memory of that level to try and do it as efficiently as possible. There's many times that we would start a level, get two out of three stars. Every level has three stars. You can get max. You know, the most food you get out in a certain amount of time will up and lower your score. And we would go in there and we'd beat it with two stars, which is fine. You can continue and keep going, but we'd want those three stars. We go back. We almost beat it almost every single time, like fully the second time around. So there is, you know, uh, a certain element of, of, um, learning the level first and then mastering it um but yeah overall it's a it's a really simple premise that i think is really fun um it has you know it it, it has a good um thing it's trying to do there gameplay wise but it's you know kind of held back by its um necessity to play with people and not giving you options to do it um which i think was a pretty big problem for me i actually I, like it i and not even like i'm upset that they they don't have it i feel like the game's held back by it it kind of sucks that they didn't just like spend the time to get that networking going um or make the single player a little more fun even though this game is so much better with somebody else i almost understand why i mean they probably shouldn't even put a single player in it because it's not even remotely as close as fun as playing with people. But overall, I enjoyed it. Um, will I come back to it? I don't think so, but I will be looking at Overcooked 2. I'd, I'd like to see what they did with that. So I like the series uh, from what I've played so far. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I pretty much agree with everything you said there. I I, uh, I did not play the single player myself. Disagree, let's argue. Um, <clears throat> I fucking love there's no network play. I didn't. I did not play it single player, and the no only strangers. time I sat down and played it was uh, couch co-op with you. 
during that stream. So, um, so in my, in my experience with it, um, I thought for what it is, it was a lot of fun. You get to sit down and, and do something that actually has a, uh, uh, element of challenge to it that isn't like impossible so you do get better and it mm. feels rewarding um and i think that's important when you want to make something that, challenging that is 100 a true statement too is like it feels challenging but you recognize where you're fucking up mm. and you're like we can correct this and then that doesn't quite work again or maybe you fucking nail it and you're like there we go we did it i mean there's multiple times where we're like oh fuck we we failed then we come back we're like overdoing it and yeah. then like we'd be like do this do that and then we look at the score and we're like oh dude we're fine we blasted we, past we, it yeah. We, yeah we're way <laughs> past three stars and there is a there is a um feeling of accomplishment for sure yep. and i can't even imagine it'd be like with like four people doing that no, and it's unfortunately that we we didn't have the ability to to actually try that out that way, but because uh, it would have been interesting to see how that plays with even more people. Just put a fucking controller in a box and mailed it to Chris, plugged in. I actually think That's a we could have probably done. I think PlayStation Share Play and pass a controller. I think we could have done that. See, at the beginning of the month, I asked people about that, and everybody's like, "What?" I was like, "Okay, never mind." Yeah, I have very little experience with it, so I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure how it works, but yeah. I think there would be a slight delay, though. Yeah, there would be. Um, so Chris would just be like a little slow. It's like wash the dishes. He's like a uh, cheeseburger. Uh, okay, <laughs> dishes. <laughs> like God damn it. Um. Yeah. Really, the only thing I, I'd like to see, I think, um, in the second one, which I know nothing about, and it could be there. So if I'm saying something that's in there, don't be like. Well, they already did that because I, I don't know. I don't think there's any strong fans of Overcooked that are going to climb just, up your ass over Just this. saying it. I have no idea what the second game is at all. Fuck um, these guys. They don't get cooking, dude. I do think that some uh, more choices in character customization would be awesome. And even if it's just like color palettes and stuff like that. Um, and uh, even cr- and if you could figure out a create a level type thing, I think that'd be Pretty awesome cool. too to make a community element to the game, um, and then upload those challenges and stuff like that. I think that'd be really cool. But other than that, um, I think it's a fun game, especially like if you're just looking for something to do. You got someone over. Um, hell, even if you want to make turn it into something where you're sitting down having a few drinks with your friends type of thing, I mm-hmm. think it's the right kind of game for that too. So yeah, it's it's like a party game for, for sure. sure. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, other than that, what you said, I completely agree with. So this is the second game. I don't remember the first one that I've said on this channel, the exact same thing that I'm about to say. They need to merge this game with gang beasts. I want all the characters to just move the same as those fucking jiggle billies. I throw a controller through a screen and to be able to pick <laughs> each other up too and fucking and slap each other and headbutt and shit. That'd be dope. So they should do a collaboration. Fucking uh, overcooked cross gang beast over beast gang cooked over over ganged. That sounds almost uh, beast cooked. That's too suggestive. Cooked beast. <laughs> yeah, cooked beast. <laughs> Cookie beasts. That's perfect. Cookie All right, beast. monster hunter. Yeah, monster <laughs> monster hunter. Uh, uh, anything else? No, Chris. Well, my experience was not as entertaining as your guys's because, I mean, I didn't really have any... I did have a roommate to play with, but, you know, I just kind of played on my own. And I played about three levels and I was done mm-hmm. because I could tell this was, like you said, completely designed to be a multiplayer game. 
and it is very unfortunate that it does not have online play in this version of the game. Um, but beyond that, the gameplay plays well enough. Um, the controls work just fine. The art style is cutesy. I kind of thought of the Muppets the whole time while watching this. A little bit. Yeah, kind of. Um, and, and the recipes aren't too crazy complicated. They're just time-consuming to the process of crafting everything. So it's yeah. a matter of time management. Um, but overall, it could be a very fun game. I, I enjoyed watching people play it. As well as, you know, I watched I watched a group of four guys play at one point, and it was kind of crazy watching them go, I need this, no, I'm going to get this, no, you get that, I'm going to get that, oh shit, we're doing this. Yeah, you could actually like have people do certain tasks and stuff, be dedicated like an actual kitchen, so, yeah. whereas like with me and Chevy, we'd have to go like, okay, you do these two things, I'm going to do these two things. Until someone was getting too weak uh, in one regard and then someone would have to hop over and help mm. and then that would obviously create weakness here so the other person and we had, uh, slowly would end up just switching roles <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's fun i mean it's got like a goofy story that's not like super important but fun to follow along i mean a fucking but, onion's giving it to you so it better not be that serious <laughs> i mean the onion king he's the king of onions the dope dog that sleeps all the time but uh, yeah, my, unfortunately, my experience was limited to single player, and I got very bored of playing by myself. Yeah, as soon as I, like I said, as soon as I realized this game was not made in the first place for single player, I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna continue. This is gonna drive me nuts. This game's mm-hmm. sp- supposed to be challenging, and now it's even worse because I'm by myself. It almost felt, it wasn't fun. Yeah. So it was punishing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I saw the potential there. I was like, "This would be fun. This is designed for people." So mm-hmm. I literally just quit until I could play with somebody else. So because I also yeah. I played like the first like five levels. Like you were playing the first three. Like I played them and I I pushed myself in the last two. I was like, I got to get a little further. But that was like, eh, this is gonna really annoy me because I can't get higher scores because I just like one dude running the fuck around trying to do like three tasks at once. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's rough. Yeah. Anything else? Mm-hmm. No? Let's go into recommendations. Uh, I'm going to throw one out there. If you like party games, uh, Mario Party, even though it is not the same, it is something like Show you saying. You can get a bunch of people together and play this game. I think you'd have fun. Um, definitely check it out. If you like uh, puzzle games, I think there's an element. It, there is a figuring it out element to this game that feels like a puzzle game. Um, if you like cooperative games that are kind of casual feeling in their gameplay, even though this game can be challenging, it is pretty basic. You move the character, you press a button to pick things up or interact with things, and you just have to pay attention. It's like, you know, patterns. It's a pattern game pretty much. Um, so it's definitely worth checking out if you're just into, you know, like a fun cooperative experience with your friends. Um, if you're into cooking, uh, which is kind of a weird thing to say, but like um, you like the idea of like, playing game where you have to prepare food and and cook hamburger before you make the burger together and pay attention to the tickets to put cheese on it or lettuce or whatever you might dig this i mean i have friends who like work in kitchens and stuff like that at, at restaurants and shit and they might like this because it's gonna be like a zany version of what they're already doing in their life um or maybe they'll fucking hate it for that i don't know a lot of <laughs> they all smoke so there's a reason why people who work in kitchens fucking smoke um shit's stressful um if you like weird, quirky, zany games, this game is definitely trying to be that, um, and it does do it. Uh, the storyline's ridiculous, um, the characters are ridiculous, the characters you unlock are ridiculous, and uh, yeah. Um, reverse uh, recommendation, so not a recommendation. If you 
only like to play games by yourself, if you have this for free, try it out. I would not tell you to pay money for this, though, because I don't think you're going to get the experience that you deserve if you bought a game. Um, it is not going to cater to you as one person. This game was made from the ground up for at least two people to play. Um, so, you know, if you're one of those people, and I know a lot of them who like to play games by themselves, uh, you probably won't have as much fun with this as uh, you could. Um, and, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, the only thing and i already kind of said it earlier but uh you know it could make a fun drinking game so yeah if you're an alcoholic fucking knock yourself out <laughs> there is a 2v2 mode so it has that competitive thing to it as well yeah i never tried that yeah i didn't either yeah. um just mean chevy so it'd thing, be awkward <laughs> the only thing i could add to this is i can't stress enough that this is a multiplayer game like mm-hmm. couch co-op multiplayer game that's, that's i can't stress this enough yeah, you can yeah. get. You can probably beat the game as one player, but you're gonna really struggle. You're really gonna suffer through it. Yeah, and maybe you'll do awesome, and you'll like fucking get those three stars by yourself. You're gonna work a lot fucking harder. Maybe like that challenge, but you're gonna work harder in a way that doesn't feel fair. It doesn't feel like it was designed to be challenging for single player. It just feels like mm-hmm. you have a lot less going on for yourself, so you need to fucking really fine tune how you're going to do this. You're going to have to be really fucking good. And you can brag to people, I did it, but I'm not willing to do that because I can just feel when I play the game, it was not intended to be played like that. So they even alter the maps for single player so that you can do it by yourself, which shows me that the maps were designed for the multiplayer first. And then later they were like, this can't be done single player. So we need to open this part of the map up so they can get through this walkway and shit. So it's one of the first things I noticed when me and Shelby played. I was like, oh shit, it wasn't like that when, when I played by myself. Um, Cause some of the levels will separate you. Uh, so you have to work independently and there's like a conveyor belt or something that brings the food around and shit. And when you're playing you by yourself, throw shit down to them. Yeah. Um, when you play by yourself, you're going to have to be able to get to those areas. It'd be impossible otherwise. So um, yeah. yeah, it's definitely designed after the fact for a single player uh any other recommendations no fuck no okay so for all the things that that we just said and the real big emphasis on what could have been with the with the network play but it's not there and the um second afterthought of uh single player i'm gonna give this game a c minus i think it deserves more but i have to grade it lower because there are parts of the game that are um held back by decisions and they could be a small team. Maybe they couldn't, um, you know, make that networking happen, that online play. And, you know, uh, maybe they don't want you to play this game single player, but just gave you the option to do it anyway. I can respect that. You know, I, I think the creator should be respected in the way they want to do things. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if it had the online play, I could have easily given this game like a C plus B minus area. So I am significantly dropping it. Um, I think C minus is fair though. Um, but it is, it is a big factor. If I never played this with Chevy, I probably would have gave it C minus to D plus because I wouldn't have enjoyed myself the same way as I did. So there's a whole element of enjoying this game unlocked with playing it how it's intended to uh, be played. And, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to get to experience that, but not everybody will. So C minus, I can't wait to play overcooked two though, to see how it improved. Yeah. I, uh, I would say, based on what you guys have said and my experience with the game, um, I would have to also. I'm going to say a C plus. I do think. I do think you're getting half a game. Um, 
said this positively. Huh? I do think you're getting half a game. Well, you, like you're, Anthem. You're getting about half a game. And I, and I think once they, um, if they, you know, uh, address the issues with it, I honestly think the experience of the game is easily a B plus, maybe even an A minus in the right circumstances. I would definitely uh, be in the B region. Yeah. For sure. If it didn't have those issues. Um, but because it's only good in very specific circumstances, um, it does lower the grade for me as well. So C plus. C plus. Okay. Yeah. I went really low, but I, re- I really think it's really detrimental to the game because when I played it, I quit because of that. And then I didn't have options. I didn't have ways to remedy it unless I had someone with me to play it. So, and I just think that's such a fucking big deal because it sucks because the game is really fun. Mm. It's a really fun game. Like, I think it's a really cool idea. There's no games like it. So when I was playing, I was like, this is cool. I wish I could play this with other people like that aren't crammed in my room. Yeah. Chris, uh, there's only a grade that I can think of the whole time is, is C minus. Yeah. Um, and that's only because like you said, it's limited by me being able to play by myself and no online play. It has the potential to be a B game, but it's just, it's just not there. It's just not realized for me. Yeah. I agree. So two C minuses and C plus. Those are some of the lowest grades we've given in a while. Yep. Which, uh, not to sound negative C's passing still, but, uh, but yeah, this game is just held back by a couple limitations. Other than that, it's a fantastic game. Plays great. It's mm-hmm. really fun. I mean, everything about it's awesome. It's just certain elements of the game you don't get to experience otherwise unless you play it the way it wants you to play them. So yeah, let us know in the comments below. What did you think of Overcooked? Did you play it? Did you not play it? Did you enjoy it? Did you not enjoy it? Are you not going to play it? Tell me why you're not going to play it. You're like, I fucking hate cooking shit in real life. Why the hell would I do it in a game? Uh, especially with the goddamn uh, with pause. Who the hell's cooking with fucking pause? You can't do it. Um, what would you grade it? And uh, if you played Overcooked 2, let me know what you think of that as well. Because like I said, I, I, I want to try it out. So uh, very curious. It, it's funny. Uh, this came out. And then I was looking and I saw Overcooked 2 on, uh, I saw it on Switch and it was on sale or whatever. And I was like, hmm, I was like, nah, I really should not be dabbling in two versions of this because that will skew my mm. grade even further. Yeah. I'm going to play the prior version and go, this this is not as good and fucking grade even lower. <laughs> so I wanted to, you know, keep, stay pure with my fucking opinion. Um but yeah, let's know everything you're thinking about when it comes to Overcooked and what you thought of it. Second game we played this month uh, is called What Remains of Edith Finch. Uh, in case you didn't get a chance to play it, that's what it looks like. And um, yeah, it is a first-person narrative story-driven game, kind of a walking simulator of sorts. You guys know the type of games uh, where I don't really want to reveal much. Um, you're a character revisiting a location uh, telling a story that tells multiple stories. Um, in in yeah, I mean, I I don't I really don't want to ruin anything. I'll for say it. it is really hard to talk about without spoilers. Yeah, it's about two hours though, two and a half hours. Uh, if you take your time, um, we will probably bring up spoilers in a little bit. I'll let you guys know when that comes up. Um, I did a full stream as well, so if you want to watch all of it, pause this video, go watch that for like two hours, come back, catch yourself up. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's just a first person, uh, story, uh, game where you explore and, and find out, uh, things. Um, we all played it. We all beat it. Yes. <laughs> what? We explore. I, I love the, find, 
things. The trying to explain, but you can't. I can't, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. I got oh, so I got so many things to say, but I'm just like, I don't want to tell you what it's about. Like literally, as soon as you start it, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, is going on. Yeah, actually, so I actually at the very beginning of the game um, didn't do anything for a little bit because I was waiting for a menu to pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the beginning of the game, you're just kind of sitting there, and the title screen is just going away because you're sitting on a boat, and it just keeps going. And I was sitting there, and I'm like, that's neat. When's this game start? Yeah, pretty much. And then you realize you can interact with the game. And you look down, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Um, yes, we all play this. We all beat it. Yeah. I know you guys fucking did the whole trophy thing. I, I did not. Um, and uh, yeah, I went first last time on everything. Uh, so let's start with Chris. What were your impressions uh, of uh, Edith Finch? Does anything remain? This is really hard to discuss without like hard spoilers. Um, but this is a narrative game that I actually really, really enjoyed. Um, and, and narrative games are kind of hit or miss for me. They're not like awful but i do enjoy them now and then um it does take place in washington yeah um which is nice to see an, a good representation of what i think is washington in the video game they, for once they did a good job. this was honestly the best representation i've seen any game attempt at doing washington and you can tell whoever worked on this game has actually at least been here let alone <laughs> lived here because they were naming off shit that i was like that's real yep. that's yep. real that's real yeah. And they're talking about earthquakes and shit. I'm like, that's real. Yep. That happens. That happens. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the gameplay is minimal. It, okay. Like you said, it's a walking simulator. You walk forward, press a button, walk forward, press a button. But as you're playing this game, it doesn't feel like it. It does feel very much like you're involved in what's going on. Um, graphically, it's, it's not awful. It's not top of the line. But oh, I loved it. It is a neat art style in its own. Um, it's kind of not. It's not cell shaded. I can't. I can't tell you the exact. Art I mean, style it's of it. it's definitely not cell shaded, but it's definitely vibrant. It's yeah. It's very vibrant and kind of in that wheelhouse of like interesting characteristics, cartoony ish, but realistic at the same time. Um, like it's hard to describe. <laughs> well, the house in it itself, in its design, is something. Shale, what looks like a kid's book. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, wacky. It's, it's like a normal house, and then it builds up into like this weird fort with like a boat, and like the, it just keeps building, like layers upon layers upon it. layers. Yeah, it's like yeah. something I would have assumed I seen in like the Far Side or some weird fucking, not Far Side. What the fuck? The Sidewalk book from back in the day when we were kids. Where the remember? Sidewalk ends. Yeah, something like that. Something. Michelle weird Silverstein and, book. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Far Side's great though. I fucking <laughs> love those comics, but not what I meant. But the story turned is so well done that it felt like that the situation was a real life living, breathing scenario. Like I felt like it was actually listening to a real story happening, not some sort of made up thing. And this is this is where the one part where it might be spoilery. So I'm just going to give the warning now because I can't can't not. OK, so for everybody this. watching this, we will discuss spoilers from here on out. If you don't want to hear spoilers, skip ahead to our grades <laughs> hopefully you find that out or maybe we can put a timestamp. i don't know chevy does that shit um sometimes but uh <laughs> yeah, sometimes and then people bitch at me and i'm like hey chevy and he's like okay <laughs> um so yeah we, we will discuss spoilers from here on out because this is going to be really fucking difficult to talk about without talking about shit so it is all right this is an amazing way of exploring the mythos of family lore mm-hmm. like it 
everybody's family has weird stories about relatives and like this story happened here and this story happened here, but this actually delves into that and like looks at it from the perspective of this is like happening. This mm. is a real thing. And I won't explain too much about any character story, but just watching them, experiencing them, it was just so fun and invigorating to see happen. I like how you allowed for spoilers. You were completely vague the whole time. Yeah. But it's still a spoiler in the fact that the story is, you know, basically exploring the family mythos. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything else? <laughs> it's just, it's just fun. And yeah. I, the only thing is that it has, once you play it, it's done. And it's, I wish there was more. Yeah, I, w- I would maybe replay it. Normally, these kind of games, I play them and I'm like, that was really neat. And then I'm kind of over it. This one, though, um, there, I'll get into it when I get into my thing, but I, mm-hmm. I'll let Chevy go next. Um, what I was going to say is, is uh, if you get a good enough story game, you may not be able to rapid fire it, but, you know, like a book, a couple years later, mm-hmm. you have, you may not remember it to a T anymore. You can actually enjoy it again. <laughs> so, um, so, <sighs> My overall impressions of the game is I uh, design wise is kind of the f- big first thing I want to bring up is I think the who the people who made this game really had a, a vision in mind when they were making this and it's very realized as you guys said the house um, even the way the path you take is very like out there um, you go all over that you're on house. the roof of the house all of a sudden you're in a tree next thing you know you're actually going through the hallways again and then there's some Climb secret passage you're going balcony, through and, yeah and it's believable the whole time and so 100 percent realize i mean quit hitting the table there sorry and uh and i thought that was really neat and then every story is individually um done differently like everything has a different style including the gameplay and art style to it um so they really wanted you to be able to go through this but constantly be experiencing something different um so you don't get bored and i think that's really uh not even just imaginative but um just very inventive and and uh, really Good, their head was in such a good place to, to think about how to tell the story while keeping the, the player engaged in it. So um, I appreciate that a lot, uh, especially as someone who usually does not like these games at all. Like there's yeah. some I do like, but I if you watch any other of our shows where we talk about these kind of games, I'm usually the guy who's like, yeah, it was okay. So um, I did find this one very easy to play and not necessarily saying that difficulty wise i'm saying like i felt compelled to keep going mm-hmm. the whole time so um, i really appreciate that um I, I mean i don't even know where else to go with this i mean other than the couple secrets that you can do in the game for achievement sake uh you can do this game it is on rails so that is pretty much you're going you're experiencing the story and um the ending does kind of give you uh the full perspective when you when you're done with it so they, they did a really good job in that regard so yeah i'm gonna go and give it to you and if i have something that yeah, pops up i'll bounce off yeah um okay so first off i loved this game a lot and out of narrative driven like story games where you just walk and experience something this is the best one i've ever played 100 easy uh probably second favorite under that is um 
Uh, everyone's gone to the rapture just because the tone of that game was beautiful. Um, and then when you, it's funny when, when you play these games, there's always a tone to them that always seems like almost eerie. It's weird. No matter what the subject matter of these games are, they're always eerie. And this one luckily maintained that for a reason. Um, whereas a lot of them, I'm like, why is this game so creepy? And there's nothing creepy happening. I'm like, what the fuck? But this game has a pretty dark subject matter. And Chris kind of alluded to it a bit when he's talking about like the mythos of a family. It's really interesting. You're kind of going through, and we're in spoiler territory. I'm reminding you guys because I'm going to talk about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. Um, it's my channel, God, God damn it. Um, you're you're exploring this family tree and all these all these members of the family from different time periods, all interconnected. And uh, it's it, the main character is kind of telling the story she's heard about some of them and her interactions with some of them, uh, telling someone who's going to read this book later about these things, uh, warning them that there's like this curse in the family of abnormal deaths. It's coming for them. Yeah. And it's not even in like a, a like a superstition. Oh, it's kind of superstitious, but it's like not like a supernatural way, but there is like this acceptance that like people in this family die weird all the time. And there's like this, the like, unluckiest there's like this dark fairy tale aspect to that storytelling. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's really intriguing. I started playing the game. I'm like, why is this game creepy? Like the rest of them and shit. And then it starts getting into like a couple of the first stories. And it's just one of the family members that died. I'm like, but that little girl, something happened to her, mm -hmm. but it's ambiguated in a really interesting uh, childlike story. She, and, Sorry, she eats the holly berries in the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it was funny because me and Seth, after I had finished the game, because I finished it after he did, mm -hmm. we had an opportunity to talk about it a little bit. And one of the big things we did talk about was that girl's scene. Yeah. And we're trying to like, because it is kind of a little more loose than the rest of them, because mm -hmm. it's very imaginative, the, the adventure uh -huh. she goes on. Well, the, uh -huh. the game's very ambiguous in the way it tells the stories because sometimes it's not direct with how someone died it's from their perspective and this is a little girl yeah and well and, and it's it's great too because when we were talking about it we're trying to figure out like what like what why all that happened and and the only thing like i could think of is because she was hungry yeah right. she just started eating much random stuff and one of those was shit. an entire tube of toothpaste which is yeah. poisonous yeah so yeah. she's hallucinating is what i assumed and she just eventually That's... woke up in her bed right before she died so well and see that's the thing that's really kind of amazing about this game is it tells really fucking dark sad ass stories like really tragic shit stuff that you should be like that's awful mm. but it tells it in such an intriguing way in such an artistic way that like i'm a fucking sucker for sad shit though and i'm sucker for tragic shit if you got some sad shit roll my way because i'll fucking love it i want to feel <laughs> something and this game did that but it did it in such a fucking adventurous way it's weird you're like uncovering what happened with this person from their perspective and they're all different people mm -hmm. and so like multiple times you you are handling like children dying but it's always in some kind of like interesting way it's really weird and not in any way glorifying it um but like you know her my my two favorite parts of the whole game because you go through this game and you're exploring the house and you're going over the stories about what you've heard of uh, you know, um, the family members are going through like their journals or whatever, and you're finding out stuff so you can tell people, uh, you know, your, your child, cause the character you're playing is pregnant, you know, what has happened with this family. You're kind of completing your, you're carrying on the, the stories. Um, 
And so as you're exploring the house, you're figuring this all out. And just to note real quick too, uh, you know, Chris kind of touched on the graphics a bit. I, I'm actually in the camp that I think the game is fucking gorgeous. Um, specifically, like the graphics are, are good, but the design is so detailed. I fucking went into every room and looked at every little detail. I fucking, I love looking at like, you know, games can be made algorithmically. They can make a bunch of house, uh, you know, um, uh, models and then just kind of paste them onto a map and shit and then put like a barrel here and a door there and just kind of get it done but games like this where they like really detailed every aspect because the whole game's this fucking house you're only playing for two hours so in that development time what do you do you make that fucking house really fucking detailed mm. really interesting really worth exploring it's a fucking house and the whole game takes place exploring this really crazy Willy Wonka ass house um and and I loved that. I fucking loved just looking at everything in that house. It was such a cool adventure. Going through the fucking little crawl spaces into other rooms, going through the attic, climbing out on trees and going up onto the balcony, just uh, finding out this really intriguing story that's super fucking dark and really sad. Um, and then trying to figure out what happened, why it happened, how that person died. That person definitely died that way. But what's going on with that person? And um, and it's just a it's it's a really cool experience. But my two favorite uh, stories in it uh, were the two that made me feel the most. But um, there's one where um, this baby's in the bath, and that um, was so beautifully whimsical in its delivery, and it was really fucking sad. And the thing about these stories, most of them is yeah, no death's coming. Mm -hmm. And you're experiencing something that almost seems larger than life. It's just building. It's almost celebrating that this person lived and now they'll die. And fucking, it's it's crazy. So like that bathtub scene, they just put a baby in the bathtub and you're the baby. You're It's from the baby's perspective. And you're chilling in the bathtub. And they're like, oh, he, you know, he always saw things a little differently as a baby. I, I could never know how he saw the world. And you're like interacting with all the toys in the tub and... You start getting really crazy with it with the rubber ducks and shit. And then like and shit, this yeah. like, you know, awesome music starts, orchestrated music starts playing and it starts interacting with all the toys and stuff. And it's just this whole fucking like beautiful scene. The whole time you're like, wow, this is really impressive. This is like really fucking creative. But you're like, this kid's going to fucking die. And then suddenly you're under the water and you're like swimming underwater and stuff like that. And then it ends up going into the scene after where they talk about, you know, from the, the storyteller's perspective, like, yeah, the, you know, she never really got over that loss of that kid. That's where it's left off. It's, it's like, I got chills just thinking about that mm -hmm. right now. Like it's, it's, it's dark, but it's like beautiful the way they did it. And then my favorite one that legit, as it was happening, I was like, holy shit, this is, this is like amazing. in like, the way they presented it was I forgot his name, but the the brother who worked at the fish warehouse. Oh, yes. Yep, yep, yes. yep. That that whole fucking story, not only was was it so impactful, I think a lot of people can really kind of not that everybody's gonna go out and kill themselves and hopefully you don't. If you feel like that, seek help, please. But um it was so impactful because everybody's kind of felt that feeling of like is this really what I'm doing with my life? Is this all that there is? You know, and you, you start thinking about like, you know what could be or whatever. And this story is this guy who's, you know, kind of feeling like, you know, life ain't going the way I want it to go. He smokes a lot of fucking pot, you know, kind of hangs out, secluded a lot, works at this 
fish can replace. Totally not from Washington. But in his yeah, <laughs> that, that seemed pretty pretty familiar. Um, but as he's doing this monotonous job that they make you do, you're doing his monotonous job. It's repetitive. You're just chopping fish heads, and it's it's so good the way they delivered this because this is I I argue the authenticity of art in game, not in games, but of games um, a lot of times. But this is like, you can't achieve what happened in the scene in a movie. And I remember after I finished this whole part, I was like, did I just fucking like even watch my stream? I was like, did I just witness art? Like, what the fuck was this? Um, you're doing this task over and over again. And then like, it shows like his imagination in a small, low detailed aspect. And you start interacting with that as you're still doing the monotonous task. Just like in real life, you're doing something monotonous, you start thinking about something else. And you start getting distracted. And now you're suddenly still trying to do the fish thing, but you're also starting to interact with this. And then that starts getting more interesting. It starts getting more detailed. It starts getting bigger. It starts getting grander. The story starts getting more interesting. The music starts getting bigger. And the game that you're playing that he's imagining gets better graphics, starts looking better. He starts turning 3D. And it's this whole buildup of like that's starting to become way more interesting than what this is. This is the reality he would prefer, not only prefer, this is the one he's choosing. And they talk about how he went to therapy and this is the stuff she heard him talk about or whatever. And then eventually like you just that imagination overcomes the, like the game. And it's amazing that they that they uh showed this scenario. You can tell anybody this, but to to experience it in an interactive way was fucking amazing because eventually you are the king that's who he is he is the king of this whole place he's had many adventures and then you come out into the cannery and there's a dude just in there working and you walk up and it's weird because you're almost like detached from this dude like oh that's just some fucking guy working but that's him and then you walk up this conveyor belt and then back in his world he's fucking going up to what seems like maybe he's being celebrated by everybody i got fucking chills watching that part he's heading I, up to the, the throne yeah yeah and that that's so bleak because like as like there's so many people out there with depression i've had depression many times in my life and shit that idea of like that was that's him sitting on the throne that's his release like that's in that world that's the beginning but in real life He's opting out. And it was so fucking impactful when I played that part. Just walking up the stairs, I was like, holy shit, this is this is deep shit. This is amazing. So anyway, <clears throat> just going off of that, obviously this game kind of impacted me because I, I have so much to say on it. Um, it's a beautiful, tragic game that tells an amazing, uh, whimsical story, story that I think really needs that kind of like soft zaniness to it to dampen the impact of how dark this fucking story is, but almost a light at the end of the tunnel. Once you beat the game, cause it ends on a note that's like almost uplifting. Um, but yeah, I fucking, I loved this game. It was, it was very good. I loved every second of it. I started playing it first and I was like, yeah, it's one of these games. But as soon as like the little kid scenario started every, every scenario too has like so many different gameplay uh, scenarios that happen too that keeps it fresh. Not only are you finding out these cool, interesting stories, but you're playing the game differently every time you experience one. Whether you're the little girl flying around as a hawk and grabbing rabbits, and then you turn to a monster and you're eating people, or you're cutting the fish heads while playing a separate game. Um, 
there's always something building up. The photography part was interesting. Your a dad and the daughter and his daughter going out fucking hunting, and you know something bad's gonna happen, but you, you're interacting with the story just taking pictures. You're in a, stati- a static spot, and you get to move the camera around mm. and take pictures, and it keeps progressing until inevitably the dad gets hit by a buck that he had shot and didn't fully die, and it knocks him off a cliff. Um, the story of the brother who... Uh, uh, Bomb shelter? Yeah, who's living under the house. Oh, yeah. He finally, he's living under there because he knew, you know, everyone in my family dies. I'm fucking, I'm not letting it take me. And then eventually he's like, this isn't any way to live. Like, I'm done being afraid. And he leaves, and then he dies. Yeah, that was crazy too because he lives under there for like 30 years or some yeah. shit. And, and the some whole, of them didn't and, know that he's there. Yeah, and every day you just, you're opening another can of food. Yeah, it has that monotony aspect. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you go to leave and it comes out of some train tracks and uh, death Death found him. Death was waiting. Yeah. Yep. And then also I don't fully get it, but the the sister uh, that's represented in like a comic book. The um, actress. The actress. No. Yeah. Uh, that story is done really fucking cool. It's really interesting. Um, but there's a mystery at the end, like who the fuck killed her? Like what happened to her? It's mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like creepy. The like it's presented in like a spooky, fun comic way. But you're like, all they found was her ear after she disappeared. Like it's fucking creepy. Yeah. Um, there's, there's just every story is fucking great amazing and they're all so fucking dark and sad but some of them like really hit me when i was playing i was like holy shit this is this is great storytelling and this is a team of fucking creative minds that whatever the hell they make next i will be playing it because they've shown me that they have ideas to fucking make and uh yeah i really liked it Here's what really lends well to the game and play itself is that the characters are so fleshed out. Even if their stories are so brief, they feel like they have more to their stories. And like just listening to how it's played out, I feel like they're real people. Like they're not 100%. just like characters that are one off. They actually feel realistic and deep and have different characteristics and emotions and things that they go through. It's just such a great story. I think the connections of the family tree make them feel more alive. Because they all are interconnected and things that happen in some of the stories are referenced in others. Mm-hmm. So you feel like there's a history there. And I think it, it makes it feel like they are. Because I felt the same when I was playing it. I was like, oh, shit, this is when What's-His-Nuts died. Or like, oh, this is after that happened. So there's like this there's this lineage that we're being shown uh, in two hours. There's a lot of shit that they fucking cover in two hours. And there's a lot of story that they cover in two hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else we want to say on that? Let's probably head into recommendations. Yeah. Um, I think it's safe to say if you like these kind of games, uh, like I said, this is my favorite one out there. So I would definitely recommend this to you. Um, If you like stories, storytelling, if you like Telltale back when they were still around without the action aspects, even though there is some elements in this, no choices really though. I mean, you kind of make choices, but it's all going to lead to the same story. Mm. Um, Definitely check this out. Yeah, stories, narrative-driven games. Um, Played games like Dear Esther and uh, Everyone's Gone to the Rapture. This is Rep Your Alley if you dig those games. Um, If you like movies, uh, definitely check this out because you're not really doing a whole lot in the interactive department, although the interactions is really impactful because you're making the choice to continue forward, but it's still pretty basic. You don't have to be like a a pro gamer to fucking play this game. Um, No, I I don't think you can actually fail. 
No. So. Um, although you can skip certain stories because I skipped over Gus, which was the kid with the kite. Oh. Wow. Yeah, I, I I beat the game and then like we're looking at the the family tree and Gus was still locked. I was like, what the fuck? So I looked it up and yeah, it was the kid I think with the kite. There's technically two or three stories that three are them, skippable. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Which is another reason why I'd like to go back and play the whole thing because I re- I really like the story. I could I could like watch it over and over again. Um, yeah, I don't know if you're if you're not into like you know story based games like this. I mean, this is literally that. So it's gonna be a hard sell, I think. It, it would be. That. Also, if you really don't like like uh, I don't know being confused or sad, this game is definitely gonna do both of that to you. You don't like experiencing emotion. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, you're definitely you're definitely in for uh, uh, being you're kind of being forced into a position of, of having to think and explore feelings. So, yeah, hundred uh, um, percent. Uh, if you are one of those people who, whether in movies or games or whatever, you like like more art house type stuff, more avant garde type styled things, I think you'd most likely dig this. It's pretty much made for you because obviously the people who made this have some really creative ideas that I don't think you'd see in most games. Um, so, uh, you know, if you're looking for something different, uh, new ways to play games, experience games, this would definitely uh, be up your alley. I would love if this game came out with VR um, because I would like to see this in a VR perspective. Um, I think it'd be really easy since most of the game is just walking. So yeah, for to be sure. able to freely look around this world would be really fucking cool. So the owl part might be a little sickening. Yeah, not for me. I'm fucking, I play goddamn Ace Combat. <laughs> and for like five minutes, I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, all right, this is cool. Um, yeah, I think pretty much that's it. Um, I, I honestly, I can't, I, I wouldn't be able to really add too much to that because it yeah. is pretty much what you're, it is what it is. And mm-hmm. although for anybody, if you are curious about it because you heard it's good, like I've heard for so long, just try it. You should because, check it out. Because yeah. I was waiting on it, and I finally played it, and it's it's as good as everybody says. It's really fucking good. So, um, yeah. Anything else you guys want to add? I feel like games where kids eat toothpaste. Uh, you have very particular still interests. carrots and holly berries. And... Or kids on swings who like to swing off the swing. Yeah. Yeah, that would be me temporarily sick for a second that was weird oh i don't get motion sickness but yeah you're telling me that which that is weird one yeah because why did for yeah. some reason just briefly all right we got 12 minutes 12 so minutes. let's wrap this up chevy what would you grade it i would give the game a well okay <laughs> i was just uh, I, do, <laughs> I do have to preemphasize that this is it all not my genre of games typically uh very few in the past to use examples that of games i did like in this genre would be like to the moon and everybody's gone to the rapture um otherwise i usually I, I find these to just be boring um in this case, it was not boring. Um, I actually really do like this. So if you are in the same wheelhouse as me and you struggle with these games, this is worth checking Chase out. back into recommendations. And I would give it a uh, solid B. So Solid B. Yeah. All right. Chris. Um, due to the fact that I really enjoyed the way it tells the family mythos um, in an in a interesting light and... Uh, it felt like it felt like it was interactive, even though it really was minimal. Um, I'm still gonna give this game an A. Like it just was really impactful, mm-hmm. um, and I couldn't put it down once I started. Yeah, it was just it's such a delightful, morbid story. 
<laughs> that's that should just be on the fucking. I don't, I don't know if it came out physically, but if it did, it should have had that on the fucking case. <laughs> Morbidly delightful fucking story. That's like I said, fucking tragic and whimsical earlier. I mean, like fucking. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna echo what you said. I'm also giving it an A, hard A. I almost want to give it an A plus, but I'm not gonna. Um, mm-hmm. Just because it's a two-hour game and it doesn't offer much in gameplay, but in storytelling, atmosphere, creativity, I loved everything about this game. And the subject matter was uh, really dark, tragic, but also really kind of like um, fun and, like I said, whimsical is the word I'm going to keep using for this. And I think that's really hard to nail, um, especially for me. I'm really critical on like everything. So like when I was playing this, and they completely fucking captured me with it. I was like, fuck, dude, this is really good, really good stories, really sad shit, really good uh, design and creativity. The creativity is so fucking cool. So many times, like, holy shit, that's dope that they did that. That's awesome that they did this way. It's constantly changing. They got so many ideas they put in two fucking hours, and a lot of people just put you in games where you're running around doing the same shit the whole game for, like, 60 hours. Um, And, uh, yeah, hard, hard fucking A. Fantastic game, best in this in, in its genre, hundred percent. There's nothing that comes close. So loved it. I loved even talking about it just now. Like it's 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 a fucking great game. It's a great game. So play it. Anything else you guys want to say? So we got a B in two A's. Oh yeah, ABBA. Um, let us know in the comments. Do you like ABBA or uh, do you pronounce it ABBA? I had a guy I, back when I was jogging a lot. He was jogging by me and we we're talking for a little bit and he was talking about vlc players like i got that weird uh the, i use that uh, thing with the cone i'm like vlc player because he's talking about listening to music and he's like yeah that and he's like I, I like to listen to abba and i was like abba he's like it's abba and i was like oh, okay so how do you pronounce it do you like abba what's your favorite song also what do you think about what remains of edith finch uh did you play did you not play it if you didn't play why haven't you played it uh, what did you think of it when you did play it? What was your favorite story? If you could even have a favorite because they're all fucking dark and people die. Um, and yeah, if you know what these guys have made otherwise, or if this is their first game, let me know in the comments because like I said, whatever they make after this, I will definitely be playing. And uh, yeah, everything you're thinking of when it comes to either games and the next month's games, let us know in the comments below. But that's going to do it for this episode of Plus Club for May. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook at Tasty Loot Gaming. Check out me and Chris on Twitch at Tasty Senpai, all one word. That's me and Tasty underscore fruit. That's Chris. Hit the notification button to know when we go live. We have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. And we're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you'd prefer to listen to us. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And I'm the man after midnight. <laughs> that's almost scary sounding <laughs> uh and yeah until the next episode uh have a good week guys and take it easy <laughs>